Welcome to another episode of Your Inner Nerd Podcast. I am Skylar, your host for this evening, also known as Sedge. And tonight I have a special guest with me as my co-host. I have Brian, or also known as Jed. How's it going? Hello. Oh, really good. So tonight's episode is interesting. We're going to go over the history of Las Vegas and like the mob supporting it and funding it and just all the weird history behind it. Before we dive into that, let's discuss what have you been playing, Jets? What games have you been playing? I'm uh, addicted to Overwatch right now. Which I knew that. But <laughs> did you see all the new announcements today? They have new maps that they've announced. They have the 5v5 instead of 6v6. I haven't read up on any of that. Nope. Yeah, there's some new maps. Like I think there's Rome that they announced today. Oh, cool. So there's going to be some really cool maps. Can we go to the Vatican? Can we start our characters out at, at the Vatican? I think that is actually one of the places you start. Can we wear a robe and ring the bell? Maybe if you're Mercy. <laughs> if you play Mercy. What other maps do they have? Um, I haven't really seen uh, much announced besides the Rome map. I know that there was a couple other, but I didn't get to see them yet. But the 5v5 is a big one because they're taking away basically a tank. And they're saying one tank, two support, two DPS. Yep. And then in classic, you'll just end up with five DPS. Yeah. Yeah. You'll (laughs) just end up with five fuck ups. But (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Including yourself. But no, it's supposed to be interesting. I think that they're taking the the route a little bit towards like the WoW, where WoW has a dungeon where it's five people, but usually it's three DPS, a tank, and a healer. I'm surprised they didn't go that route. Sounds like that's real similar to what they're doing. Which is a surprise. They're actually having two healers. I guess one of your healers might be a main heal, while the other is somebody like Baptista or somebody that can also DPS. Yeah, so you'll probably have like Mercy, and then you'll probably have a Moira or a Baptista. But you end up with that in WoW dungeons, like you might have a shaman that is DPSing and can also heal. Yeah, uh, it's not uncommon, especially when you do mythic keys. It's not uncommon that they'll do a little bit of healing here and there. Hmm. All right, so let's jump into our topic, the history of Las Vegas. We're going to discuss this because we're going to Las Vegas next week because we're fully vaccinated. We need a, a small vacation. And this was your idea. This topic was your idea because you thought it would be interesting to talk about it. And I agree. Just looking at like the history behind it, how it was backed, how it was funded, what money funded it. So where do you want to start? Yeah, I don't really know what to expect next week. So the last time we were there was March of 2020. Yep. And they were still alive, everything was going, and then a week later they shut down. So I don't know what to expect. I'm curious, so we show up, and are we going into each casino wearing a mask? Is there uh, sneeze guards everywhere? Are they sanitizing things? Or is it the Wild West and they're doing nothing? I don't know. From my understanding, from what I've read, all the machines are spaced out, but they also have plexiglass in between each machine because you do have the like at a casino you have the ones that are connected and so they did the plexiglass on those ones i wonder what about the tables plexiglass yep plexiglass on the tables too so what they do is they have the dealer have a plexiglass and i think there's plexiglass in between each person or where a seat would be but you still have to keep your hands on the table if it's playing cards you can't put your hands below the table things Hmm. like that and I wonder if you can still blow on other people's dice for good. Probably not. <laughs> that is probably Nobody. out the door. I'm not a beautiful woman. Nobody's asked me to do that yet. I don't think I would be doing that anyways, because usually when it's somebody asking a beautiful woman to do that, they're usually a little bit creepy. At oh, least that's what Total you're... pigs. Yeah, of course. <laughs> 
I don't think that's a real thing. That's something you really only see yeah, in, I just in movies. movies. I, I did obscure facts, and it sounds like you did history, so this will be interesting. Yeah, I did some history, and it, actually, the, the history is really weird, too. Oh, yeah. Yep. So let's go into yours. Let's hear about a couple of the obscure facts that you picked up on. on uh, okay, yeah. So there's one I'm trying to decide if I share it or not. It kind of grossed me out. Maybe I'll save that for the end. Oh, God. Yeah, so one interesting fact is they do over 300 weddings a day. So that's 109,000 wow. weddings. I wonder what the percentage of those that, you know, remain are. So a lot of people just go there as a destination to get married. It's easy. Right. And a lot of people, they're just out drunk, meet somebody and they get married. And that, I bet's probably a fraction of a percent. I'd have to look that up. Yeah, I don't know what percentage. Vegas is known for their weddings, right? A quick and easy wedding. Yeah. Which, you said 300 a day? 300 weddings a day that's just that's crazy yeah they have a ridiculous amount of rooms there what is it uh hundreds of thousands of hotel rooms yeah. 150,000 hotel rooms yeah it take 288 years to stay in each hotel uh, holy if shit if you just stayed in them sequentially night after night yeah that's ridiculous just a massive city but the funny thing about that the marriage so one of my one of my pieces of history kind of goes with your marriage is before Vegas was known as the you know the the place to go get a quick marriage, it was actually known for like in the 1900s. Nevada itself was actually known for a place where unhappy couples would go to get divorced fairly quickly. <laughs> the fastest easiest place to get a divorce. It was the fastest easiest place to get a divorce. Las Vegas embraced it. And they thought of the concept of a quick marriage as well. (laughs) Because for a long time in the 1900s, you had to have a blood test. You had waiting periods. You had all these things. And still in some states, you have all that. But Vegas was like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to do a quick wedding. You're done. (laughs) They decided to have a zero impact. Let's just marry as many people as we divorce here. That's basically what it was. (laughs) I guarantee they figured we can make money off of this. Let's do it. They saw it. They saw it coming because they're like, all these people come here to get a divorce. So let's get let's have all these people come here to get married, too. Quite an interesting fact. All right. What's another one of your obscured This one is facts? so weird. I, when I first read it, I thought this can't be real. Uh, but there's no uh, state of Nevada lotteries. They don't permit lotteries. It's, it's illegal. <laughs> what? Yeah. Hold on. No. Yeah, they're... you can go about a million dollars at a table, but, but that's you can't why. get a scratcher. If you think about it, it's not weird because they have a lot of money. Right. They have a lot of money. <laughs> and I guarantee that money has went to make sure that the lottery wasn't allowed because they don't want competition. They don't they would rather somebody go spend five bucks, twenty bucks, thirty bucks at their casino than go buy lottery tickets. Okay, I'm gonna go look this up. I'd actually hypothesize that the mob or mafia or somebody actually mm-hmm. had a major influence with the state legislature to make sure there was no lotteries. It would have to be that. That would oh, make yeah. more sense. Somebody applied some pressure. Idaho's losing their Powerball. That's true. Who applied pressure there? Which one of the? We don't have mobs. We might, but who knows? <laughs> so while you look that up, I will tell you a little bit more history. Interesting enough, the person that actually, I guess, founded. Vegas, I'm going to say, or started the movement of the Strip. Actually, his name was Bugsy Siegel, and he was a mobster. And he was actually, as soon as he opened, like he opened Christmas Day in, what was it, like 19, 1946, and he was murdered the next year. But his he actually, the vision that he had 
continued. Like this is Vegas is exactly what he wanted it to be at the time. So you had all these mobsters, and it, the funny thing was, it wasn't just mobsters, but it was mobsters that you know helped build the the Sahara, the Sands, the Frontier, the Riviera. So all these mobsters were using their organized crime money to <laughs> to fund these hotels and these casinos to be made. But it wasn't just mobsters. It was the Mormon church. It was Princeton University. It was all these these other organizations. So it makes you think. And I mean, you had union pensions, you had Wall Street banks, you had all these places, but it makes you think. So they, the mob used <laughs> their organized crime money. And then you had the Mormon church using their organized tithings. That's exactly what it would have to be. Tithings, <laughs> yep. Which is really weird. Like, I, I, I'm not it's crazy. All of those groups have something in common, and that is they uh, see a good investment when they see one. Right. Yeah. They and they, they see it and they're like, well, let's jump on it. We're going to do it. But isn't like the, the Mormon religion against like gambling and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. I think they would not condone anything that happens in Sin City. <laughs> <laughs> but they will fund it. <laughs> they're 100% for funding it. They know I a mean, good real estate investment. Right. I guess it's real estate you can invest. It just brings you to like weird, a, a weird thought process of what were these mobsters involved in the, the Mormon church somehow too? Because why would the Mormon church <laughs> be funding all these casinos? I know it's a good investment, but back in the 1950s and 60s, like, why would that be happening? What's a really good mobster name? I have no idea. There's a guy named Bugsy. So, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, Brother Bugsy. <laughs> uh, sounds weird. <laughs> sounds weird. But so when that was funded by what 1954, Las Vegas was drawing in about eight million dollars a year for tourist attractions. Which back in 1954, that was a lot of money, right? Yeah. Eight million dollars is still a lot of money. That's completely changed. They probably draw in what hundreds of millions if not you know billions of dollars a year oh the entire tourism industry yeah, yeah it's gotta be billions billions right so it is now your turn oh, okay yeah i actually do have a history one around the time they were starting to control people so the city was founded in 1905 and they criminalized betting in 1910 so it was legal to gamble but it didn't <laughs> stop anybody people keep <laughs> kept coming in they kept staying in hotels and they kept gambling underground so although it was illegal in 1910 everybody was still doing it and then they legalized it again in 1931 which is it's just true to our history right if you look at the prohibition era people still drank mm -hmm. you can't yeah. stop and it's the same with like weed right now like you don't legalize it but people are still gonna do it well you can just grow it if you want it like people will grow it they'll go buy it or they'll just go to a different mm -hmm. state that has it go and go smoke the it there. so i the funny thing is this we just states and the government just has not learned from its steps it's, we've seen this happen in the past it doesn't do anything why yeah. are we doing this again yep that's really crazy gambling was illegal so i have one what there has been the the first mega casino didn't actually get put in until 1989 and that was by steve Wynn, and that was mirage so the mirage was actually the very first mega resort mega casino it actually helped transform like vegas what it is today like you have all these mega casinos on the, the strip now and they're all themed you have egyptian themed the rome themed paris venice new york all these themes and mirage is what started that yeah, I think they were one of the first to have an outside, like their volcano and an outside attraction where you can yes. see it from the strip and really enjoy it. Yeah. 
That is absolutely true. All right. You have another one. Yeah, I'll actually cover my gross one. I was, I was deciding whether or not to do it, but I just can't help myself. I have to gross just everybody out. So the Bellagio has, oh, no. let's see, 22 millions of gallons of water in their lake. And the, they have their beautiful fountain show. Yes. The lake and the fountain water is all gray water. <laughs> so yeah, like you and I immediately know what that is. But for our listeners, gray water is if you have a camper or something, it's it's the water from your dish sink or it's uh, water from your shower. It's a little dirty, not not gross or anything, not uh, bacteria or anything like that, but it's recycled water. So on one point, it's, yeah, it's really cool. They're in the desert and they're conserving water. So maybe they drain their showers into it or from other properties that comes from their showers. But it's gross. It's, yeah. So when those fountains shoot up the water 460 feet high and a little bit gets on your face, water. That's nasty. It's been on somebody's body. <laughs> yep. Do they filter it at least? Yeah, they must. Okay, I was going to say. I mean, I've met, the water is always crystal clear, so it's probably treated. It's I really sanitary. hope that they filter. That's really disgusting. Yeah. That's nasty. See, once you hear it, aren't don't you think, I really didn't want to know that. Yeah, I didn't really. It could have been worse. It could have been like, oh, that's black water, which is the black tank in a RV, which is the sewage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all the waste. It could be worse. So it's not like horrible. But it's not the best thing you want. It's not the, like the yeah, one thing you want to hear. Definitely made me think, eh, it's my favorite attraction, really. That's just always been my favorite thing to go see. It is really cool. That's So Vegas so Vegas has a weird history and weird obscurities behind it. But it's, I, we used to have to go to Vegas a lot for Jets' work. And I, for a long time, I didn't like it. But I learned to appreciate Vegas and Vegas has become one of my favorite cities. So it's, there's a lot to do in Vegas and it's not just staying on the strip. There's all the shows and all the hard work that's put into acrobats of the shows and the Cirque du Soleil. It's just amazing. Yeah. I want to, it's not on my trivia list. It's just something I remembered. Vegas is so well known for just their hospitality and taking care of people and just outstanding, exceptional customer service that Zappos, uh, the online shoe store moved mm-hmm. uh, from California to Las Vegas, Nevada, because they wanted to be known as the company for customer service. And it's a uh, really hired, easy to hire talent there. That's just uh, really takes care of people. So they moved their entire headquarters, their entire company, people that couldn't move or didn't want to move. They let them go or gave them a severance package and then hired all new in Vegas. And then Amazon ended up buying a Zappos. So that's why Amazon has such a large presence. You see, there's a massive facility in Las Vegas, an Amazon yep. distributor, I think. I didn't know that Amazon had purchased Zappos. Yep. That shouldn't surprise me. But <laughs> there's another weird little fun fact about... It's not about, it's about Vegas, but it's about... So in the 1960s, there was a billionaire and his name was Howard Hughes. A lot of people probably know him. He was a huge investor I think in real estate mainly. He's a film director too, right? He was a film director too, yeah. Yeah, and he flew airplanes. He flew airplanes, but so he went and stayed at, I cannot remember which. The Desert Inn. The Desert Inn. He stayed there, and instead of actually, he didn't want to leave, and so instead of being evicted, he just purchased it. He's like, I'm just going to buy this. <laughs> For It was like, I don't even know what it was. Those millions of dollars are now worth billions, right? Yeah. I think the Desert Inn, 
I, I think that one's been rebuilt. I think it it's has been demolished. Yeah. And then, it, but he owned. He went and bought a ton of the Amazing. a ton of the hotels, which is so weird. Vegas is they dynamite and then rebuild. They dynamite and rebuild. And some of those buildings, it's like, couldn't you just reuse them? I know that it's hard because they're older, but couldn't you just reuse them? It's probably cheaper just to dynamite it though. Yeah, it's cheaper just to demolish and rebuild. Yep. And the fact so that they still use dynamite is crazy. <laughs> doesn't really have much of its history, at least on the new strip. There isn't. And the Sahara has actually had gone out of business for a little bit, I remember. And then they recently rebuilt the Sahara, I believe, with rebranding. And it looks really... I really like the Sahara. That was my the first hotel I stayed in in Las Vegas. And they had the NASCAR uh, yep. ride. Yeah. It was the first hotel I stayed in in Vegas, too. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't much of a hotel in Vegas as I got old enough to really go by myself, it wasn't much of a hotel, but uh, it was cheap. And I first mean, hotel. Yeah. And when you're at that age, you're really not spending money. even, it doesn't matter what age, like there's so much to do in Vegas that you're not spending a shit ton of time in your room anyways. Exactly. So pass out. <laughs> you just need to pass out. So rep, like now I like to have nice rooms, but because <laughs> I don't drink as much, but <laughs> I think having a nice room is, is good to go back to. Yep. But just the, I guess just seeing the transformation, every time we had gone, there was a new hotel built, or there was a new name on it, the old hotel, or there was one being demolished. And so it's really interesting to see how quickly the, I guess the rotation of the hotels go through. I guess I wouldn't want to be a hotel casino owner in Vegas, because if they go through that many owners and it could be different it could be that they're just doing a remodel or they're completely redoing their building but even then it's like i don't know i think that the only one that is actually still standing of the old strip is circus 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 was around and actually was one of the mob i believe one of the mob leaders or one of the mob guys operated his hitman or inverse forcer of the mob out of the gift shop of Circus Circus. <laughs> I wonder how they came up with the Circus Circus concept. Like, uh, hey, Joey, yeah, uh, yeah, fucking clown. Uh, we're going to name this place the Circus Circus. And then that's how it became to be. So uh, listeners, I would maybe go look that up. I'm curious. Like, how did it become the Circus Circus? What a theme. Yeah, what a weird theme. Circus Circus, is, it's not the best casino, but I will tell you. Circus Circus is one of, the, I, I like Circus Circus, and the reason is because they are one of the only casinos left on the strip, or even probably in Vegas on the, that side, that has an RV parking uh, section. Yep, you can actually take your trailer, your motorhome, and you can park there, stay overnight. And it's pretty inexpensive, yeah. And and it's really good for like when we travel, we have a motorhome and we travel to Arizona. It's a good place to stay for the night. Yep. Yeah. Where you're not staying very long and you just need to stay for a night. Yep. And it's secure. It's all fenced in. They've got hotel right. security. They're going to take really good care of you. So we like it. Yeah, it's great. So a lot of people, I mean, Circus Circus, a lot, it doesn't look like much, but it actually has a lot to it still. Yep. And they still do. I think they still do their acrobatic shows in the circus tent itself. Yep, they do. Well, pre-COVID. I bet those well, are all coming back now. Yeah, pre-COVID. But I'm sure they are coming back now. Do you have any more obscurities? Oh, man, here is something I will not try. They have a heart attack grill at one of the hotels. A what? And on the menu, it's a heart attack grill. Ooh. It's just a hospital-themed restaurant. And then on the menu, they have a quadruple bypass burger. This is like a quadruple burger, a pound each. This thing, like... 
Google it, quadruple bypass no. burger. It's uh, got four huge one-pound patties, nothing but cheese and bacon and uh, everything on it. It's 8,000 calories, which is four oh. times a, a woman's recommended daily allowance. And the most active men, their calorie requirements might be like 1,800. or This thing is 8,000 calories by itself. If it's going to. Just insane. It's going so. to give you a freaking heart attack. Yeah. That doesn't sound very tasty, I guess, I want to say. Like, it does, but I wouldn't do it. That's way too much meat, for one. That's, <laughs> that's way too much beef. Like, no. And the bacon, of course, everybody loves bacon, <laughs> right? Like, they started making weird shit, like bacon-flavored everything at one point. No, I could probably get the single bypass burger. Uh, that would still be a lot. A pound of beef. That That's a big burger. That's a shit ton of, of food. And yeah. that, so that's what, what I'm curious about for next week is how the food's going to work. Because everybody knows like Vegas is big for their food. Not just their gambling, but they're big for their food. They have so many different varieties of food and they're really good. They're really good at recreating all that. Oh, and they have the kind of money to attract really good talent. And they have residencies for known and renowned uh, French chefs. chefs. Yeah chefs from france italy you name it they they have some of the best chefs in the world so i wonder how that's gonna go because a lot of the times they're known for the buffets and people think oh buffet they think uh, if you have never been to vegas but you've seen national lampoons las vegas when they go to las vegas you assume it's gonna be like you know cousin eddie takes clark over to like the 299 <laughs> buffet it's nothing like that of course the buffets are amazing i mean those are out there but, they are uh, but i wouldn't go to those you, you want to go to go like, to the know, other side of town where there's really <laughs> good buffets where you have like the aria you have the caesars and, <laughs> and caesars is where, where where we will be staying you have bellagio those have really good buffets now the aria buffet the aria is a really good one yeah pans down just incredible which, so I'm curious as to how that's going to work next week. Yeah, I wonder what will be open and what won't. I bet a couple of buffets are open, but I bet they're really cautious. They are, and I think that they should still be cautious. I know that the CDC guidelines now are you don't have to wear a mask, but I think a majority of us that have worn a mask for a year kind of have like this safety blanket now with our masks. Yeah, people are gross. I didn't realize it until COVID, but I think I'm a germaphobe. Oh, no, I know I'm a germaphobe. I just see people coughing and sneezing, and they're wearing God knows what. I knew I was Sweater pants or yoga pants. Oh, that's all the time, too. And then they're picking at their ass, and then, ah, people are so gross. People are gross, and I knew I was a germaphobe beforehand because, and the reason, I didn't really, like, I guess it didn't click for me until COVID when it, we didn't have to purchase any hand sanitizer because we <laughs> had that much. Literally, we barely just bought a bottle of it, and it's been a year. It was like, oh, shit. We were uh, hand sanitizer billionaires for a little while. <laughs> we were, we had a lot. I had, we had them in, I had them in cars. I had them, like, on, yeah. in every room to, of the house. We had to trade a case for toilet paper one week. No, no, not really. But that's funny. But I just guess I didn't realize until COVID how much of a germaphobe I was. <laughs> and people are gross. People are extremely gross. And I, for me, I feel more comfortable with my mask on now just because of that fact. People sneezing and coughing and they don't mm -hmm. cover their mouth. Yeah, they're just disgusting. Right. I'm outside and, you know, it's just in the teens of the amount of people I'll be walking by and stuff. Yeah, I don't mind at all. But if I'm going to be in a casino... 
and there's going to be gross people, I'm wearing a mask. And you better bet your ass I have a small bottle of hand sanitizer <laughs> in my pocket. And a bottle of Lysol will just be spraying it around people. <laughs> As they cough, spray them. <laughs> so here's one. Do you know who Vegas Vic is? I have no idea. It's at the Pioneer Club, but down on Fremont Street, there's that cowboy. Oh, yeah, the big uh, dude. that Neon used... sign? Yeah. yeah. He is the largest mechanical neon sign because his arm waves. He actually has. A... That's an old. I'm sure it's, yeah, it's original. I think it's one of the original ones. I mean, like the motor. Oh, yeah. It's like, there's no way it can be the original motor. You have to replace the neon bulbs and probably the motor and a few things. Yeah, that understandable. And I mean, just talking about Fremont Street and the old strip. That's so cool. I really love that part of town. It is so amazing. Like now they have the what is it you can do? The zip line. You can zip line. That's what we should do. Yeah, you can zip line over it. Yeah, just time one of the shows because they have all of the shows on the large LED screens above you. If we could do the zip line during one of the shows, I think we'd really like it. Yeah, if you could time it, I think it would be really fun. And it's not that high up. Like I'm pretty, I'm I'm big wuss when it comes to heights, but it's not really that high up. Ah, yeah. If you ever had a problem, which you won't, anybody would survive that fall. Yeah, you'd you'd probably break. You'd probably break a couple bones, but yeah. But Fremont Street is a huge attraction to street entertainment, too. Which they allow, I guess they allow people, I don't know if they allow people to pay or just to show up and you like claim your spot. But it's actually interesting now because they've embraced that, too. They've actually designated spots for them, made spots for them. Last time we were there, we saw that. Remember, they yeah, had a designated spots. Yeah, and they made it part of the tourism, which is really cool. I think it's great to embrace something like that. I mean, there is some weird shit out there. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like, I think I saw somebody making shit with like corn stock, but oh yeah, that was weird. Yeah, they had, they came up with some pretty novel ideas that I wouldn't have. And then at the same time, it's like this is kind of excuse the pun corny, but it's really cool. It's like I I, I won't buy this, but hey, I do you see people buying it. Yep. So it's really interesting. Like I love the the fact that it attracts the street entertainment and they allow it for, allow for it, but they just allow it in designated areas. Like they have people that are like, what is the one my favorite one is pay to try to move the guy. Like he's sitting he's lying on the ground and you can give him five bucks and you try to move him and you can't. You just can't move him. It's weird. Yeah, he must just really know how to position his weight and stand in a way that you can't really move him much. That one's a really funny one. Okay, I've got my last fact, and then I'm all out. Okay, do your last one. The lion's share is the oldest slot machine at the MGM Grand, and it's actually one of the original machines from the MGM Grand's gaming floor. And another fact about this uh, machine is it's uh, it has a jackpot. So if you're betting max and you're contributing to the jackpot pot, it has its uh, lion's share jackpot, and it has a winning a holding of uh, two point three million dollars. Wow! The reason it's so large is nobody's hit it in twenty years. So could you imagine being the guy that uh, puts it twenty is. bucks in, max bets a couple times, and you just walk away with the two point three million dollars and the notoriety of. Uh, winning a jackpot that hasn't been won in 20 years just well, collecting 20 people have been betting for 20 years trying to hit that and then you just walk up with 20 bucks and hit it and walk out i think that's what we're gonna have to do we're gonna have to go to mgm yeah. graham just to play this now because i won't be really swimming in the gray water 
And right. I won't be eating the quadruple bypass burger, but I would put 20 bucks into this machine. That's kind of cool. Like, what if you did win and you walked away with $2.3 million? And like you said, the notoriety of being the person that won this after 20 years of nobody winning this. Yeah, and you'd actually let the machine go into retirement because there's actually a Nevada law that states that a slot machine cannot be removed from the floor till it pays out its jackpot. So that's the oh. reason the original <laughs> MGM Grand's gaming floor machine from so long ago is still out there it's never paid his check by that i don't know if i want him to pay out then (laughs) i know it's kind of cool but maybe he wants to retire you know it's his turn it's been around for a long time (laughs) so it's really old then it's a really old yeah it makes me wonder if it's bugged if some of the firmware or software or something has an issue where it will never pay out but probably not i'm sure it gets certified by the gaming commission it have to, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they've checked into it. It's just the odds are so low. Wow, so we're still gonna go. We're still gonna go do it and put twenty bucks yep. in. <laughs> I'll go to the MGM, put twenty bucks in. It's happening. We're going to the MGM just for that. Yep. Had I known when we went and saw Ka over there, Cirque du Soleil, we would have uh, put twenty bucks. Oh, that's in. right. Yep. We also saw the Michael Jackson Cirque du Soleil Jackson one or whatever. Yep. Over there, yeah. Had I known, I would have put 20 bucks in too then. We're going to yep. do it now. And then we're going to do it every time we go to Vegas now. <laughs> we'll keep contributing to that jackpot. Why not? <laughs> in another 20 years, maybe it'll be $4 million. How do you know we won't win it? There you go. <laughs> so I don't have any more history. Actually, I do the one. And they actually have a mob museum in Las Vegas of all the mob and organized crime that happened behind the scenes and how it was busted and like how it was broken up. Uh, I don't believe it's broken up. I still think that there is like a underground mob. Yeah. It's a definitely prominent owners that own the lion's share, the lion's share of casinos. And I guess it's probably not mob mentality or mob tactics. Right. It's not like they're a group hiring. of capitalists that kind of run the show. I would guess. Right. And that's, that's fine. Like they're not out killing people. I don't believe you know they're just they're doing their job they're making money man it's a really great service to the community you can go there for a week and just forget about everything and you can get drunk <laughs> just <laughs> let them take care of everything let them park your car serve you dinner show you a show valet you around town yep just don't have to worry about a thing for a week and then have a really nice bed a bedroom and a really good look you know look out if you have a higher up room yeah, beautiful view of the gray water fountain. <laughs> Although sometimes we've stayed at the Bellagio a lot. And sometimes when you, they put you on a specific floor, that show can be really annoying in your room. Yeah, you see it every 90 minutes or whatever it is. And then you hear the cannons like, it's like, oh, Jesus. Oh, I do have one more fact. You were talking about Bugsy earlier. He named his casino the Flamingo after showgirl Virginia Hill. Oh, that's right. Long and skinny legs, yeah. So I guess she had flamingo legs. And the flamingo is still on the strip, but it's not the same. If she was shorter, she would have probably been called chicken legs. Or like the hotel, the chicken. The chicken. That would have been a weird fucking name. But the flamingo (laughs) actually is nice. Yeah. Yep. That's interesting. I'd be really interested in what facts other people find out. So post in Discord what, what interesting facts you find out about Las Vegas, what you know. Maybe sites you've seen that we should go see while we're there. Check out our Discord and uh, yeah, share information with us. Yeah, check out the Discord. You can get a link in the 
description of this episode and all of our other episodes. Check out our Instagram or Twitter. You can go post it there if you want to. You know, post on uh, Twitter or Instagram about what interesting facts that you found. So I think we're out of time, but I think it was a good, a little tidbit of information and kind of weird obscurities. And now I'm going to go pull uh, the handle of a slot machine and hopefully win a jackpot that haven't been won in 20 years. We're that lucky. And you have Sometimes. some uh, really great uh, shows or podcast episodes coming up, right? I do. For future episodes, I have some really great guests coming on. I have some authors. I have some tabletop uh, game creators. Just some amazing people, you know, people that have been gaming for, you know, since they were a kid and now have the struggles of trying to game and be a parent. So really great episodes coming. So I hope everybody is excited about that. I'm really excited. Some of these people, are, I mean, all of them are going to be really interesting. But it's going to be really fun. So on that note, thanks for hanging out, everybody, and listening. Have a great week, evening, day, night, whatever. We will see you around. Goodbye.